Welcome to season two of Getting Into Good Trouble, where we go digging through the rubble to find the trouble. This season, we will be talking about hot topics around the world. I am Hope, and Christopher and I are your hosts. Thanks, Hope. Today on the season opener of Getting Into Good Trouble, we'll be investigating alleged human rights violations against the Uyghurs in China. The Uyghurs are the Muslims in Western China who are currently being oppressed by Chinese authorities. Authorities. Hey, it sounds like we need some background info on the Uyghurs in China. Do you agree, Hope? Absolutely. As we discussed last season in episode 2 of Getting Into Good Trouble, China has had multiple dynasties throughout history. The Han Dynasty ruled China from 206 BCE to 220. Though tainted by deadly dramas within the royal court, it is also known for the promotion of Confucianism as the state religion. The Xinjiang region is in northwest China and borders nine countries. Most of the bordering nations are predominantly Muslim. Han Chinese make up 92% of the population of China, which adds up to over 1 billion people. The region has had intermediate autonomy and occasional independence, but Xinjiang came under Chinese rule in the 18th century. The region's economy has largely revolved around agriculture and trade, with such towns such as Kashgar thriving as hubs along the historical Silk Road trade route. In the 1990s, open support for separatist groups increased after the collapse of the Soviet Union and the embrace of independent Muslim states in Central Asia. However, Chinese officials in Beijing suppressed demonstrations for freedom of religion and activists went underground. The Uyghurs are a minority group of Muslim people in a country populated mainly by the Han Chinese, who make up a large majority of the population. The Uyghurs are mainly quiet people who live in villages in the valleys and mountain systems. Because the region is one of the driest places in the world, Uyghurs have practiced irrigation to conserve their water supply for farming. Many Uyghurs work in petroleum, mining, and manufacturing industries. A violent clash occurred 10 years ago when nearly 200 Han Chinese were killed. The violence grew up until some extremists instigated knife attacks and suicide bombings. The Chinese authorities began to see the Uyghurs as a huge issue and decided surveillance checkpoints and police profiling in Xinjiang. Thanks guys! Now let's zoom on forward to the Uyghurs' current situation. Luke, take it away. Help us understand what is happening to the Uyghurs in China now. Thanks Christopher. Over the last several months, a lot has happened to the Uyghurs, and none of it is good. Madison, why don't you start us off with the explanation? Thanks, Luke. As you mentioned, over the past several months, the Uyghurs have been through a lot. They've been rounded up and put into internment camps for so-called re-education, often disappearing without a trace because the Chinese police have taken them in the night. Uyghurs are often arrested on false or ridiculous charges. The charges can range from accused terrorism to simple aspects of their Muslim religion, such as growing a beard or reading from the Quran. Families are often split apart, unable to visit another because the government has forbidden it. Some families are even unable to leave or enter China to see their loved ones. Many Uyghurs believe that by obeying the Chinese rules, they can keep their families safe in and out of the camps, but despite their best efforts, they can still end up being taken away for re-education. Many of the camps that Uyghurs have been sent to are work camps where they are forced to work in factories. Most of the things they create are sold to worldwide companies. Workers receive less than minimum wage and receive pro-communist training before they work. Uyghurs are forced to sing Chinese nationalistic songs and pledge allegiance to the Chinese Communist Party. One issue that the Uyghurs have repeatedly encountered is that once they get out of prisons and camps, 
they are required to find jobs based on Chinese policy, but nobody is willing to hire them, so they have to go into low-paying jobs just to stay out of the camps. A 31-year-old Uyghur woman in Xinjiang spent a year in indoctrination camps, indoctrination meaning they are taught nationalistic songs and not allowed to live as Muslim traditions require. It wasn't until April where she was sent into work in a clothing factory for three months. She was paid $115 a month, less than half of minimum wage. Her husband told the story to reporters from the New York Times. This was a risky move because China has gone to a lot of trouble to keep this story from getting out to the world. Thanks guys, that helps. Now let's hand it over to the Q&A group. We've heard these camps called everything from schools to concentration camps. What is the difference between re-education camps and concentration camps? Great question, Topher. The difference between re-education camps and concentration camps is big. The Chinese government's goal with re-education camps is to brainwash slash re-educate a group of people to believe in a different religion or belief. The goal with concentration camps was to torture, starve, and hurt ordinary people, often as a part of war. The similarity between them is that they are both typically used to eliminate an unwanted group of ethnic people or ethnic cleansing. Why does China think that it's okay to take away Uyghurs' way of life and basic human rights? Well, China is governed by a communist party, so they believe that the best society should be a classless, homogeneous society. So it is likely that they think if they eradicate all different religions and ethnic groups and take away people's differences, they can make everyone the same, which, to some extent, is their goal. But there are only 11 million Uyghurs and there are 54 million Christians in China. Interestingly, China is oppressing the Uyghurs far more than the Christians or any other group. This may be happening because most of the Uyghurs are concentrated in Xinjiang, China, so they are easily oppressed. Also, the difference is likely because a few radical Muslims have caused violence. So unfortunately for the peaceful members of the Uyghurs, the Chinese government feels like it can justify trying to change the Uyghurs into loyal Chinese nationalists. Are the Uyghurs seen as a threat by the CCP? Uyghurs have been seen as a threat to the Chinese Communist Party, or the CCP, since all the way back to the Xing Dynasty. But tensions between the Chinese government and the Uyghurs have since risen dramatically. Peaking in the late 2014, the Uyghurs have been seen as a true threat to the CCP when violence broke out. Because the Uyghurs have such a presence in China, they are worried about a colonial domination, said Australian journalist Fergus Hunter. The CCP has therefore virtually eliminated this threat by re-educating or brainwashing the Islam out of their minds. Although Chinese officials deny that this is true, China has also suppressed the Uyghurs because they incorrectly asserted the Muslim religion promotes violence when in fact radical extremists cause trouble, posing a threat to the communist government who wants complete control. Do we know how the other Muslim societies inside China have reacted to the concentration camps? Muslim concentrated societies have reacted negatively, as expected, to the Chinese government and the re-education camps. It is difficult to find information on the topic due to China's efforts to suppress the story and strict laws on Muslim contacts with people outside of China. What we do know is that Muslim societies have been seriously suppressed by the government. Families have been separated and lives have been changed. What do citizens in China think about this new level of Uyghur mistreatment and President Xi Jinping's desire to eliminate diversity? Most Han Chinese don't think much about this at all. They are fed stories about the Uyghurs that are not always true. This causes negative feelings associated with them. Most citizens think that Uyghurs are dangerous or bad influences. From what I understand, they don't 
don't want to comment on the subject out of fear of getting in trouble with the government. If the Chinese people disagree with what is happening, they don't feel that they can speak up. China has gone to great lengths to hide the story from the outside world. What are your thoughts on Uyghurs and them being forced into education camps? What will happen next? China didn't want the story about the Uyghurs internment or re-education camps to get out, but it has. Now what? We should care about the Uyghurs because they are people, and those people are being persecuted based on their religion so then China can unify their population into one belief, so then they can control the citizens more efficiently. We chose this as our topic because we don't think what is happening is right. I'm sure there are examples of similar things that have happened elsewhere, right? Right, but that doesn't make it right. In our history, we Americans did similar things to try to re-educate or assimilate the native people. But now, we realize how wrong that was. We also interned the American citizens of Japanese heritage during World War II. Both of those wrongs were also based on fear. Fear makes people do unjust things. Of course, the Holocaust is an example of fear and power combining with devastating results. That's a very extreme example, but I agree that the Chinese government is acting almost completely in fear. They are scared that the Uyghur's culture will blend into their own culture, the Han culture, and complicate everything. They believe that all people in the country should be organized and identical, similar to what Hitler believed. They are also scared that the U.S. or other countries will discover what they have done to the Uyghurs. Acting in fear once again, they've hidden the re-education camps from the world. China is also hosting the 2022 Winter Olympics. What do you all think of the Olympic situation? China shouldn't be able to host the 2022 Winter Olympics because one of the Olympic Committee's rules is that a host country cannot have any human rights violations. Also, I think there is a chance that China is knocking down all the Uyghur developments to not only build roads, but to also build structures for the 2022 Olympic Games. What about about the roads and bridges projects slated to go through Xinjiang, do we think that plays a part in the oppression? Yes, I think the Bell and Road Initiative has some play in China's oppression towards Uyghurs. China has already invested a lot in the region. The Belt and Roads Initiative is going to be going through the region. They and the Chinese government always already wants to have absolute control. Having religion and a political slash religious faction that is not completely under their control, in my opinion, scares them and they want complete control. And if someone does not fall into that control, they will want to exercise it. I agree with that, but I also think that the government is sort of threatened by the Uyghurs because their population is growing so large. So by them re-educating or detaining them, they are taking their power back. China is also a communist party, so it would make sense for them to want to kind of make everyone the same so that they can control them more. And it seems to me like they're oppressing the Uyghurs because they're all in Xinjiang and not spread around. They also want to bring their culture to the Uyghurs so that they can have more of people with their own culture. And by doing this, they can completely exterminate the Uyghur culture as well as bring in more people into their Han culture. Going on that extermination, you can see how when families are being separated, most of the time the children have been taken away from their families and sent to these re-education camps. This is a strategic cultural elimination. They are actually <laughs> destroying a whole culture. Uh, I believe that they are tr attempting to do this so then they can take control over the religion that goes on in their country. They kick out most of the adults while also keeping the women and children so then they can brainwash the children into making them think that while well, all the beliefs that their parents taught them were incorrect, they are 
believing what the Chinese government wants them to believe. Well, because if the children were being taught all of these things, then even if the parents did come and save them, it would be highly unlikely that the children would believe the parents because I guess like the same thing's happening, obviously to a much higher degree, And but what we are being taught, we are taught to believe that, so they wouldn't really change their beliefs. Uh, by brainwashing the children and re-educating them, they're also basically training their next generation and who's going to become part of the Chinese government and their society, so they want to make sure they have complete control of what they think and their beliefs. And just by looking at this, we're seeing so m them doing this so much, but look at the international community's response to this. So much of the time, I'm just seeing the UN or whatever just wagging their finger and saying, those are human rights abuses. What has been the actual like response of people trying to stop it? I think the worst thing about this whole situation is that we believe, we believe in school, what we're supposed to believe, and I believe that this is the right thing. But they actually believe that they should be a part of the Han culture without even knowing that they have their own religion and culture that they could be allowed to practice. Speaking of the children specifically, this is just not right for the Chinese government to take this away from them. I don't think that the Olympics themselves will actually affect the Uyghur culture and what's going on right now with the Uyghurs. They should not be allowed to hide people and make them practice a different culture than what they're supposed to believe. Because I suppose the Olympics could also even be just a show to like show that, oh, nothing bad's actually happening here, it's all totally fine, but that would probably not be true, so it would be like a good, like I guess, publicity thing. They are trying to put on a show and show the world that nothing really is going on in this country. The world's already found out all these horrible things that they're doing. But again, their culture is like, yeah, you found out about it, but what's anyone going to do about it? They're a global power. Thanks for listening and be sure to tune in to the next episode of Getting Into Good Trouble as we dig through the rubble to find the trouble. Getting Into Good Trouble was brought to you by producers Lydia and Grace, hosts Hope and Christopher, background researchers Weber, Davis and Thomas, current events Madison, Luke and Kyle, interviews and guests Sam, Zach and Ben, Q&A Zach, Grace, Hope, Kiefer and Lydia, editors Davis, Zach and Sam. Thank you.